Blog Talk Radio. From the Geek Girls perspective, and I am the head huntress, and uh, we have a very special episode. The more you know, ladies and gentle witches out there, the more you'll learn. And tonight, you will learn a lot, a lot about scary things, a lot about horror, a lot about scary horror conventions, and in particular, I am so excited to say that this is a special episode of Sexy Witches, where we preview... This year's Texas Frightmares uh, weekend in Dallas, Texas. And uh, it's one of the, my favorite conventions I've never been to. And they were very gracious enough this year to give me a press pass. And so thank you, thank you, Texas Frightmares. We will see you this weekend. But even though I have given the sexy witches the night off, yes, they are not here tonight, I am not alone. I actually have two amazing people calling in tonight. One's already on the line with me right now, so let me go ahead and introduce him. My guest host tonight is a horror director out from Odessa, Texas. His love of extreme, extreme films, cowboys, and evil clowns gave us not one, but two films. One film, The Circus of the Dead, which was huge on the indie circuit two years ago, and currently he's in funding and pre-production for his new film, Cowboys from Hell. He will be vending at Frightmares, and I believe he's on some panels and a screening of film and all sorts of stuff. We'll talk about that. Please welcome back to the show, Bloody Billy Pond. Thank you again for being on The Sexy Witches. You're welcome, but um, so much for your ratings. Huh? The, the witches took the night off, and you got me in. It's like, man, did you have to dig uh, in the bottom of the pillar or what tonight? What happened? Well, <laughs> is this you the know. best you can do is bring me in here? <laughs> Uh, well, I think it'll be all right tonight. You know, even us sexy witches have to take a break from our covens occasionally. So, uh, you know, I made uh, Queenie work on her birthday last weekend. So, uh, you know, so I, I, yeah, so I'm kind of throwing her a bone. And Erin Marie was sick last weekend. And, oh, it looks like we got a shot. Oh, by the way, uh, Billy, just so you know, while we're on tonight, yes. I am watching the, the Cats versus the Penguins in Game 3 is playing oh, in mute okay. in the background. So I think we just got a goal. It was – is it tied 2-2? Two, two? Yep, tied. Okay, so um, I have to take a shot. So, excuse me, we'll hire him just a second. Ah, much better. Thank you. That was uh, – so I, I needed, I needed a shot. I should have I played along with you. 
Well, you can do it in spirit. How's that? Or you can work on your spirit <laughs> while I'm talking. Yeah. So before we get into Texas Frightmare Will- Will- uh, Weekend, Billy Pond, how mm-hmm. has things been for you since Circus of the Dead finally took its, like, long winter's nap? <laughs> I mean, it, re- it, it rolled for a good two years straight. And finally, we can start looking at newer projects. So how has your life been treating you since you've been on the show, which has been, at this point, I think a year and a half? Wow. It seems like it was just yesterday, but that's kind of how life's been going. It's just been going so fast, and and so many things, and the circus fans are growing so many days. I mean, so many by every day. You know, I get so many messages about this, and everybody's wanting a sequel already. And I start, I just need a little clown break for the next movie, but I promise to do it. You know, I tell them that, you know, but – uh. Uh, it's just been so busy and stuff, especially this week before Frightmare. You know, you're not ready for Frightmare, trust me. If you think you're ready for Frightmare, you're not ready for Frightmare. That thing is the, the granddaddy of horror conventions out there. It's That Saturdays out at Frightmare is like unlike anything you'll ever see in your life. Uh, I'm freaking out about, about Sunday. I looked at my Sunday because as a press person, I'm not covering it to get interviews or anything like that. I'm actually covering uh-huh. the show. So I'm kind of hitting everything. You're going to see I'm going to be running around like a chicken and my head cut off. (laughs) It doesn't end. Like Saturday is like your stellar day as always, right? But Sunday has like four amazing panels too. I mean, I'm just blowing my mind just reading that. But wait, wait, we'll get back to that. This is about you. So so you're taking a break from clowns, but you said you're going to Uh be picking up cowboys now. Little Pantera yeah. flair, like. Well, that's a uh, that's totally a uh, what do you call it? An homage to uh, you know our our Texas brother out here, uh, Dimebag, um, and only by name. I just always loved that name and thought, you know, if if I get to the chance to make a second movie and nobody's used that name, I'm going to use that name for a movie, and that's where that come up. And, and it's a passion project I've been doing with uh, Brad Potts. You know, we've been writing and stuff. He was in Circus of the Dead. He played the uh, asshole trooper. Yeah. In Circus of so, the Dead, uh, yeah. So it's something we've been working on. So uh, you currently are on your fundraising kick, and how is that doing? That's going good. Um, people ask me all the time. Uh, I'm scared to do uh, crowdfunding and stuff like that, only because, you know, if I had everything done, I probably would. But I'm really more afraid of what if I don't get that much money and I don't think I'm as popular as I am. <laughs> it would probably hurt my feelings. So I'm going to do this one the same way I did my other ones is try to raise my own money you know, throughout besides fundraising. And then once we do the crowdfunding stuff, we'll be selling, you know, finished DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. So so I'm going to try to make the money myself, and that's why I work so hard on my haunted houses and stuff. So I want to try to fund it myself. That's my goal. Yeah, no, t- talk real quick about your haunted houses, because that's something that's happened since we've been on the air, is you reopened your haunted house, and it's a scary cloud mm-hmm. theme, I believe. So uh, how has mm-hmm. that been going? Well, that's been going good. I started down here in 98, and we did a uh, – it's called Defcon One Haunted Warehouse. We started that in '98, but I've been doing haunted houses since I was a little kid. And my mom was PTA president, and I went and volunteered to help with the uh, my local elementary schools, you know, haunted carnival. And uh, that's where all that started. But I, I kind of got good at it. And uh, me and my buddy Lee Ankrum, who's my co-writer and everything, uh, we just started designing haunted houses when we were teenagers, and it carried over into our adult lives, and we still do it. Uh, and we we added Circus of the Dead Murder Maze, I think, about 2005. And then that ended up turning into a movie, and now we're doing – I invested in some really cool laser tag equipment, and we're doing like – we just had a Friday the 13th event where you could come out and hunt all the different various versions of Jason Voorhees. And we even had like the uh, pocket Jason, which is a small dwarf Jason, and we even had the uh, 8-bit Jason where he's dressed in purple. Nice. 
That sounds awesome. Uh, and so it sounds like you know, people give Odessa a lot of grief, but it sounds like you've been keeping yourself busy and entertained while you're down there. Well, totally, you know, and that's what they always say, too, is I hear that a lot, like uh, they call it slow death down here or waste Texas. And uh, yeah, to me, though, I do. love it down here. I, I, I wouldn't, you know, I, I lived in Dallas and all that kind of stuff, but until I come down here and I got my foot in the door at a TV station, it's like the only reason I went to the TV station is I wanted to learn how to film because I wanted, I, you know, I went to a college for music. And back then it was still, you know, recording on tape. Computers hadn't come into the picture yet. I'm editing and stuff. So, I started working for the TV station just how to you know learn how to do all that stuff and then worked up and done uh, creative services for like 15 years and it basically you know I always figured like you know commercials are like a 30 uh, second movie if you think about it so it just taught me how to be what do you call it efficient doing like you know television production you know filming writing scripts working with talent working with kids working with animals you know that kind of stuff so it's just it well, kind of made me the television filmmaker. also teach you how to shoot fast. Like you learn on oh, you know, you, it no, does. yeah, you're right. Uh, and that's actually handy, especially for independent budgets. Uh, you know, a lot of people forget. Like, not all filmmakers can shoot TV, but most TV directors can shoot film. It, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting that way. Uh, you know, then there can be questions about the DPs and not very interesting shot, camera angle stuff. That's a different story. But they can. It's it really teaches you a lesson in discipline and speed. Oh nope, we can't go back and do that. We gotta keep going. <laughs> so, and totally you know. budget too because you're working with some you know mom and pa you know who's opened up a you know a button shop or something and they don't have no budget and they 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 have to have the grandkid in it and the grandkid can't do a line or get shy or cries or nothing i mean you got to have a lot of patience and know how to work with things and it's basically like i tell people they say what's the best quality about you billy when it comes to this kind of stuff making movies or you know video production i say it's just i'm really good at polishing turds <laughs> that's what my expertise is um, I I like to call it affectionately putting out fires. That's what I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so well, thank you for having you on. Now, uh, what are you actually doing for uh, Texas Frightmare? Well, I'm uh, of course I always I got a table out there. I'll have my DVDs and Blu-rays, and we got some brand new Circus of the Dead T-shirts that'll make their debut there. Um, the thing I'm excited about the most is uh, Brad Potts is flying in. Houston right now to film my buddy Chuck Norfolk's uh, film called uh, Life Insurance Lottery, and uh, then they're both going to drive in from Houston to Frightmare, so Brad Potts is going to hang out at the table all day, and we're going to give out some uh, free uh, Cowboys from Hell posters if anybody wants them. And we're also going to have Paris Randall, you know, who's like my best bud and my brother down here in Texas, and he's going to come out Saturday and sign autographs, oh too, God. so it's kind of you just, know, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good family reunion, you know, to see those guys again. You know, Paris Randall is actually one of my oldest Facebook friends, but we have never met. Oh, well, you're going to get to Saturday. You come by. Now, the thing I always tell everybody oh, with definitely. Paris is he comes in one day, and there's there'll be a line out the door to see him and stuff, and he sits and talks to everybody, um, but he'll be in and out. We won't talk much, you know, because he'll be with the fans and stuff most of the time. But just to get to see him and interact with the people, I know that's like one of his favorite things to do. Well, I'll definitely go. Well, I was just going to say I hide at your table anyways, but I'll definitely Yeah, come on by. Her. Come on by and get a picture with oh. all of us and all that. Brad there, buddy. You need to meet Brad. So, uh, so let me ask you this. I go to some serious southern, and we've been to them together, some serious southern horror conventions. 
How mm-hmm. in the shenanigans department does Texas Frightmare compares to some of those southern ones that we've done that <laughs> are pretty high bar shenanigans, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I uh, <clears throat> I mean, it's not fair. I've seen some crazy stuff at Days of the Dead. I think one of the last Days of the Dead I was at, some guy was up there grinding on a metal penis on one of their shows or something. <laughs> There's no sparks on everybody. So I've seen some crazy things. But now at Texas Frightmare Weekend, I remember they had oh, uh, Dieter Laser from Human Centipede there, and he performed nice. that on some other famous filmmakers and made them all strip down to the underwear and make them do that into the pool, like make, walked them all into the pool out there on the thing. And that was pretty crazy. That was I just couldn't believe I've seen that with my own eyes, you know. Yeah, so they made a real human centipede. Centipede, and, and, and it was, uh, what's his name? Was it Takeshi Mike? It was one of those famous Japanese directors. So there's famous people in this centipede, and this actually happened. Takeshi Mike? Are you serious? I you think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Yeah, oh I think it gosh. was. Holy crap. Did he do I, Machine I, Girl I would, and stuff? It's Machine Girl Takashi Miike. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I, I so used I've to be a hardcore Topsaki person, but um, lately I haven't been able to watch that kind of stuff because when you have an eight-year-old that can't quite read the subtitles, you know, uh, it yeah. kind of slows down your yeah, form. That's my jam oh, I, at old Kung Fu Theater. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. You know, my dad's Chinese, and uh, he pushed that all down on me. You know, he didn't want me to like Japanese or Korean or anything but Chinese. You know, he's all about Bruce Lee and all that kind of stuff. So I grew up loving that Chinese stuff, you know, Kung Fu and stuff. So My my father was also those. very much – oh, yeah, my dad loved that stuff. Sunday mornings, Kung Fu Theater uh-huh. was on all morning. You know, um, Saturday was my day. I got monster movies. And we all watched the late night Friday and Saturday, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, my goodness, Mr. – my favorite horror host in all the world, and I'm blanking on his name. It tells you how tired I am. <laughs> you know? uh, so, anyway, my, my local horror host, he'll come, he'll come to mine. He'll, he'll, his name will come to me out of, like, night, boom, later. We'll deal with that later. Well, anyway, now, where I are you out of? I, I run into you in uh, Atlanta, did I not? And where are you actually out of? I'm actually out of Maryland, Annapolis, Maryland. I'm right. I'm 45 minutes equidistant to Baltimore and Washington D.C. Uh, so I will be flying in from there. Uh, this part of the world, we have I, uh, our local like websites are Icon versus Icon, and uh, House of Tortured Souls is also out of Annapolis. Uh, and oh, okay. uh, we have the best comic book store in the United States, according to Travel and Leisure, last year. Huh. Uh, Third Eye Comics which hosts uh, Awesome Con, which is our big comic book suggestion. I didn't go this year. It was on Easter Sunday. It was just kind of awkward. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Somebody's going to piss off Jesus it. with that one. Well, I don't think so, but uh, <laughs> it, it was just one of those things. If it, it had more people, you know, I get so much shit about this. I'm not, like, if there's a huge lineup of Marvel, I will be like, oh, that's cool, but it won't draw me in. And and so it was the headliners for Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, you know, and I was like, that's cool, but okay, so not worth the extra money, especially after Stanley dropped. So, and I met Stanley last Uh year, uh so, yeah, so I didn't go. He signed a guitar for me hanging up in my house, Stanley did. He signed a Spider-Man guitar for me. 
Yeah, uh, before I bring Troy on, because he's on the line, but that's actually one of the things I also wanted to mention before we move on to talk about Frightmares, is not only that, you actually are a guitar player and a pseudo Jimi Hendrix impersonator. Can you tell me, <laughs> our, my uh, audience, about that a little bit? Well, I mean, it's nothing to brag about, because, I mean, I'm not a pimple on Jimmy's butt, but uh, to see a fat white guy try to play Jimi Hendrix or butcher Jimi Hendrix is pretty amusing. Um as our old bass player used to say, he goes, we feel like, I feel like a damn clown band. But, you know, the kids loved it, and even older people loved it. It's when we went somewhere, it was always a party. You know, we didn't take ourselves serious and try to be rock stars or nothing. We just went up there and had fun and played music from the 60s. That's pretty fun. So uh, that's why I, I thought, I was trying to figure out what music to play this morning, and I was like, oh, of course. You know, because you remind me of, like, Rocky Erickson, if he, you know, at, right after his fall from Grace in 81. You know, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I, think, it, uh, I know it's a bad joke. Anyway, well, you know, not a lot, well, of course you do. I mean, come on, you, you, you're, you're, you're still about as un-PC as we get, especially with the Me Too movement. Like Papa Corn gets a little bit raunchier, even more so now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so, oh my goodness. So. Before we get into films, and we will talk more about Circus of the Dead and, and uh, your panel as well, uh, let me bring on my guest host tonight, and uh, I got some intro music for him, so let's play some. All right, so my guest calling guest tonight is a horror director from Houston, Texas. His first feature, Party Night did extremely well on the festival circuit, and uh, so is his current film, Stirring, which is going to play at Texas Frightmares. Please welcome back to the show the president of the Frightmater Awards and director, Troy Escamilla. Welcome back. You're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello. How's it going? Oh, fine. How's it going? Have you uh, met bloody Billy Pond before? He's on the line with us. Hey, Billy. How are you? What's up, bud? No, uh, and for the record, I'm not a sexy witch, but I am a witch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, and you know what's funny is I, I actually um, have met Billy. I don't know if he remembers, but a couple years ago at Texas Frightmare, he did a panel about, um, it was something about you want to be a horror director, and I actually yeah. attended that panel. Yeah, and that was before I even did Party Night, so... Um, it was it was it's kind of cool to to kind of reconnect with you now that I've done two films and you know so so you're basically you're mad at me and mad at me for getting you started on this road to be unhappy in life is what you're saying I'm it's sorry pretty, pretty I thought it does <laughs> pretty much no it's it's yeah it's been a it's been an interesting couple of years I can tell you that much but yeah well that's awesome man that means that stuff's working and that's all it's about you know to let the yeah, no. be at the door and get somebody started on their path to do something like that but we need more movies. Exactly, you know, and that was my, that was, it was always something that, that I never uh, thought I could actually do, you know, but I saw so many people doing it and I'm like, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a try. And it, it, so far it's been pretty, you know, positive, I guess. Well, I tell you what, we're doing that again at four o'clock on Saturday and you should stop by and then I'll have you stand up and tell them that you sit in this room. And you've made two movies, and you can tell them about your movies and stuff like that oh, if you want to stop by. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will. And I know that like, Courtney and Chuck are from Houston as well. And, you know, I have um, have have had some interaction with them as well. They did, um, you know, getting schooled and whatnot, and which I saw at Texas Frightmare a couple of years ago as well. So, 
Um, and it's really funny because party night, one of the school scene at party night actually is filmed in the same school same that school. they filmed. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. they filmed getting school at. So yeah, so it's it's all kind of you know all these connections are kind of cool to to make. That's awesome. Yeah, that and, really makes me happy that you said that. Yeah. And if you want to go to that panel and you're listening to the show, that panel is in the Carter Room at 4 p.m. So you want to make a horror movie, Texas Edition, presented by Billy Bob, yeah. Chuck Norfolk, and Courtney Sandifer, right? I haven't met yeah, her yet. Yeah, so, um, yeah, great. So I tend to be there. It does have some stiff competition on the opposite side. Uh, you have Bloomhouse Uh-oh, doing some that? stuff and, and some horror oh, shorts. Bloomhouse. He's already lost me at Bloomhouse. But, <laughs> yeah, but that's... But that, but, um, the, the only real big competition to that would be the saw panel uh, with Tobin Bell at four o'clock. Um, Peter Cowper oh. follows, uh, but mm-hmm. at least, but I think that's not actually. I think you're going to get a fine turnout because I, 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 I've been really lucky. I had, I was opposite. I had a moderated panel with Days of Dead Atlanta, and I was opposite Matthew Lillard, who's at Texas Frightmares, who is one of the best convention guests, period. Like, and yes, I have yet really- to meet him. So he really this is, is it. I, I can't wait to finally meet Matthew Willard in person. Uh, I, I'm super excited. And he has a panel on Sunday at 2 o'clock, I think, as well. Yeah, he's, oh my God. He's a, he's a lot of fun. Yeah, he really is. He, he really appreciates yeah. his fans, which is cool to see. So I, I will, I'm totally intending to be at your panel, Billy, at uh, 4 o'clock on Saturday. I, I, have, I have my little – Schedule of things. So, let's talk a little bit about stirring, and let's talk about. Uh-huh. And both of you can just talk about this because you both have been part of this film festival. Uh, film festivals and horror conventions can be it, not film festivals, but horror conventions. There's always a uh-huh. side festival, and they can be hit or miss. Big big room, small room, great films, not a very good location, vice versa. It can go either way. Texas Fright Bears, though, is, is known for having one of the better uh, uh, film festivals of, of, on the HorrorCon circuit and is always on the pulse of some of the most edgier, cooler indie films. Like last year, they premiered Prevenge, which ended up being mm-hmm. one of the better horror films last year. Uh, and mm-hmm. so I know that uh, Billy's been on it before, but Troy... I know that you're doing well with stirring, but you land in Texas Frightmares. Congratulations. How does that feel? Um, it is, you know what, it is amazing. It is the, uh, you know, sitting in that panel a couple of years ago before I even filmed Party Night, I, I was like, you know what, because I, I, had, I it was my first year at Texas Frightmare and just the energy and the, 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 the I don't even know how to explain it, the energy and the, just the atmosphere of Texas Frightmare was is what really makes me being a horror fan like what it's all about. I mean, being at a place where where you're surrounded by other people that have such a passion for the genre. Uh, and when I was on that panel, I was thinking, you know what? I my goal is to have one of my films play there because it is like you said, it is it's it's highly respected. It's Texas. I mean, I'm a Texas filmmaker. Um, I really it would just be a, 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 tr- a true dream come true to have a film play there. Well, you know, I did Party Night. And Party Night, yeah, yeah it, did a, it did pretty well on the festival circuit. It won some, some awards. It played at Days of the Dead and all this stuff. Texas Frightmare actually did not accept it, and I was, like, super bummed. Like, Jesus Christ, really? But um, 
to to have screen accepted when I got that little message from from Lloyd that hey we want to screen this film I was ecstatic I was um, thrilled my mom I I was with my mom at that time and if anybody knows you know my mom passed away uh, a couple weeks ago but she at least got to know that the film got accepted to this festival that was that meant a lot to me um, and it was it's just it's surreal and I really cannot wait to to be there and um, and have Frightmare audience see the film because I learned so much. You know, Party Night was my first film, and I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of indie horror filmmakers. Um, their whole life, you know, they are they they kind of I don't know, dip into filmmaking and are doing all kinds of things regarding filmmaking. I never had that background. Party Night was the first. You know, my first day of filming Party Night was my first time ever on a film set. Um, my background is more of the writing aspect, so. With all that said and done, I knew that I, I really wanted – I learned so much on Party Night that I wanted Stirring to be so much better in, in every kind of aspect. So to to kind of have that, I guess, I don't know, validated, um, so far the reception has been really strong. It means a lot to me and um, just kind of motivates me to, keep, to kind of keep going. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm really curious to see the, the reception of – of, of how fans, horror fans um, react to Storing because while it's a slasher movie and it follows kind of most of the slasher conventions, I think there's a lot of things in it that a little that do push a little bit of, of boundaries. Um, so that'll it'll be interesting. When does it screen, Troy? It screens um, Friday uh, at midnight. So Perfect. Yeah, he's got some – yeah, he's got the yeah, midnight I'm, screening right after Death Kiss, which screen. I was intending to screen. So yeah, it's it's exciting. I I'm I'm hyped. I'm ready to because really nobody is a handful of people have seen the movie. I mean, um, I crowdfunded it, so um, certain levels of the crowdfunding contributors have seen a, an online screener, and then I sent it out to kind of select different horror sites and blogs to review. Um, but, you know, it's always, it's always um, kind of, you know, it's obviously nerve wracking to send something out to people, you know, that you, that, you know, you put so much energy and, and love into and, and you send it out to people that don't know, you know, how much time and effort and money and everything else that you've devoted to this, to this project and they're just seeing, you know, the, the final cut and they don't know all this stuff. And as a filmmaker, you kind of, it's hard to step away from your personal, you know, relationship with the film in terms of how much it's consumed your life. And so it's, it's, it's cool that it's gotten really good reception so far. That's all I can say. I'm going to well, try to make it, it out. Be... Uh, Go ahead. They, you know, he said, what he said is he said he sent it out. So that means it's already pirated. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I, I, I don't, not, nothing yet I don't know. I don't. It might not. I don't know. I've, I've kind of do little searches every once in a while, and I don't. I don't think it's been pirated. I don't know. I mean, if it has, whatever. But, um, you know, it's. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Is oh, it's, it's horrible that stuff is. Well, you know yeah, what was pirated? Really Mine was a film festival copy. You know, oh, I, put, shit, I, you had little, I had things in all my movies to who I sent it to to try to figure out, and it was one of the film festival ones. But next time I send it, it's just I'm going to do individual ones. I had something in every movie 
that only I know where it's at, and I write this list down. And so I didn't nail this one down. It just went to one of the film festivals. So it's between like eight different places. But what do they do with the DVDs and Blu-rays after they're done with them? I don't know. That's that's the question. Yeah, you don't know. They're floating out yeah. there. Um, but, um, yeah, and, and that's why with storing, I kind of learned a lot. And I've, I've been really trying to limit the you know limit it to not sending out physical copies but only digital mm-hmm, copies. Mm-hmm. But again, I know that's they can still pirate that. But um, you know, storing like I said, it's it was it, it was such a passion project for me because I my favorite horror movie of all time is Black Christmas, and oh, so I always said yeah I always said I wanted to do a Christmas theme slasher <coughs> movie. So I kind of had this idea. I wrote it and. Um, you know, to get to get the talent, the level of talent involved that I got with it was also incredible. You know, I mean, well, and, and you couldn't be more timely with a holiday horror film. I mean, they're blowing up right now. Yeah, right? they are. I'm so, sure. so, I know. so much so that I'm actually I announced my madness contest, and a couple of years back, Billy Pond's Circus of the Dead was actually my mascot film. And uh, this year, it's holiday horror. So even though you're not my mascot film, you definitely are, you're, you, you know, you, you, movies like Stirring are going to be really prevalent. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing Stirring on so many levels. So, and, yeah, and no, it, it seems like you're all, you obsessed with this because your next project is also holiday horror. Um, well, actually, you know, I, I, it's my next project is, is uh, it's, it's one of two things and I haven't decided which, direction I want to go yet. I, all I can say is I have, I've had this kind of seed idea for a long time that I wanted to do, and I've started writing the screenplay, and then I kind of got away from that and go, went to something else. And um, But now I'm not feeling that, and I'm back to the other one because I think it's, it'd be more, um, I don't know, timely, I guess. And so we'll see. I mean, I, I definitely have something. Something will be, you know, coming up here. I just don't know. I don't know what yet. It's it's um it, it'll be interesting to see how where I go because uh you know I always said I want to if I always said if I was going to make movies I I would always make if I could make two movies in my whole entire life and it would be an 80s throwback slasher because I'm a huge 80s slasher fan so I accomplished that with Party Night and then a Christmas theme horror movie and I did that with Story so so now it's just kind of like there's all these ideas that just float in my head and I'm like what's going to be next I don't know so. We'll see, and I don't want to, I don't want people to think, you know. And it's, as a filmmaker, you're always all, you're always worried about people. Like, I guess maybe I'm thinking this, and maybe I shouldn't, but I don't want to be pigeonholed into like, oh, well, he can only do slasher movies right, or right. whatever. Yeah, I totally you know get that. I mean? too. That makes sense. Totally, yeah. Yeah. So, like clowns, but everybody thinks I love but, clowns. I don't have anything special for clowns. I just happen to do a clown movie. Exactly, exactly. Well, you do, you you know do a I clown want... movie and a clown walkthrough, and I mean, you know, to be fair, Billy, when you go on your line and go on your your online presence is very clown heavy. <laughs> it is. Well, that's it's promotion. That's promotion. Yeah, <laughs> it's you got yeah. to. It happens when people. And you know, what's funny is when I told somebody else there, somebody was criticizing and saying this guy who made this movie is probably never even you know, seen a girl naked or anything before. But, like, all my clowns and stuff, they become sex symbols in this movie. You'd really be surprised how many people like creepy clowns. Like, oh, they, I, you know, I, it's the weirdest thing I've, I've ever seen I'm not saying I'm attracted to Papa Corn, but Bill Oberst Jr. is super hot. That's all I have to say. Yeah, no, 
It was yeah, you know, it's a good movie. I I, I love Circus of the Dead. I saw it. I saw it a while back, and I was just, it's it's it was really good. It you see, to me, Troy, like I hate it. Like if I had it to do again, as I was talking to the cinematographer today. I, ironically enough, he came in from Austin and was shooting the shit with me, and I was telling him, he goes, "You think we ought to shelf that and like in." Twenty years, we should remake it the way we should have made it. I go, that's what I was thinking. The same thing, you know. So it's like I hate my own movies. I, I, it's easier watching well, somebody else. My own. It's just so hard. Exactly. Well, and that's the thing is like budget. It's, it's people. And again, it just. And I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not like trying to, you know, talk down anybody that's that has never made a movie. But they don't. A lot of people don't understand that budget plays a huge role in what you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean. I filmed Party Night for ten thousand dollars, okay. So, and then Spring was, you know, we ended up, I think, you know, about twenty, but still, that's a small amount of freaking money, you know. And so, yeah, when I look at Spring, I'm like, okay, God, I wish we could have done this, this, and this. But you're working with the budget that you have, and um, you know, I feel like that's that's something people don't realize that every everything when you do a movie, everything takes money, you know, every 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 different location change you take, every different, you know, whatever it is, it takes money. You can't, I mean, so, well, Party Night and Stirring, I've heard, I've heard people say, well, it's, it's very, it's one location. Well, yeah, fuck yeah, it is, because to, to do <laughs> yeah. multiple locations, it would be t- twice the budget. So, um, you know, and to bring to bring actors on, you got to, you know, you got, you know, especially with Stirring, where I got, you know, a couple actors that have, uh, you know, a definitely a following like bring Stevens and Helene Udi and Kaylee Williams, they, they, you know, you gotta, you can't just bring them on and not give them anything. I mean, people don't realize that. So, um, it's, I learned a lot, trust me. And, um, but I'm, I'm personally, I'm proud of how the film turned out knowing what we had to work with. Um, now, if someone gave me a couple million dollars, hell yeah, I'll give you much better. But <laughs> we all would like know, a couple million dollars to make our movie, though, wouldn't we? Exactly, exactly. So, oh my God, I'm, I have I'm the just... scripted I want to make for years, but I'll never be able to afford it because I have to option a bunch of stuff that I would never be yeah. able to afford. Oh yeah, and that's another thing. <laughs> it's just being careful and not, you know, not making sure that you are not, you know, having any logos or anything in your, in, your, yep. in your shots and that's just a pain in the ass as well because <laughs> I mean it's it's amazing and but I, I, how much goes into making a movie that I never thought about until I actually did it you know until actually people that you know I was working with were like no hey you got to think about this I'm like oh okay well I guess we can't use the you know the Target bag when we're walking in the house or whatever, you know, things like that that you just don't, <laughs> yeah. normal people wouldn't think about. But right, right, um, right. But I'm I'm proud. Like I said, I really hope. I'm I'm so excited for Friday night. I really hope we get a good turnout because, I mean, if you like Christmas horror films, if you like Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, To All Good Night, Black Christmas, I think Stirring is going to be right up your alley. I think you know the opening scene is uh, definitely going to be controversial. In fact. The distributor that I got for the movie is making me cut stuff out of the opening scene, which really pisses me off. But um, because it's not that they're saying it's graphic, I'm like, it's not that freaking graphic. It's not like, but apparently it is. I don't know. Well, so we'll see. So people that see it Friday are going to see the uncut version before the actual distributor gets a hold of it. So that's a that's a plus, I guess. 
Uh, do you guys know what QT says, how to get things around sensors? Have you heard how he does it? Who? I haven't. QT, Sir Quentin. Yeah, since this yeah. is the all-Texas episode. Oh. Um, he, he had to figure out how to get an R rating for the first Kill Bell, and he kept slamming into bad ratings for his 99 leave sequence. So that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why he put it in black and white is to make oh. it look less graphic. And so he actually started putting, and other people do this too. Rodriguez does this too. He puts, uh, he takes his most graphic scenes and he makes them very, very dark. He color corrects them down, and that's what he shows to the distributors, and then gives them okay. the file with the cleaned up color. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't be telling yeah, people dirty secrets, but this is what he said he did. That's how he got around censors. I tried to get away with that, and it worked because they contacted me and said no. <laughs> I thought we told you to edit that. Oh, I'm sure they're savvy to it now. I mean, you know. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> I that was but funny. I just want people. I really want people to see it because it's not that fucking graphic. Like I don't understand. It's. I guess it's be, okay. So it's sexual. Okay. So it's a, it's the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the movie starts with a sorority haze. Okay. So these sorority bitches are making the pledge do something that you know do all these tasks that are really humiliating, and the last one is pretty damn humiliating, and it's sexual I guess you could say but that's that's what they're objecting to because we kind of show as much as we can without actually showing you know I don't want to spoil it well, but, it's, but it's almost sex and boobs are always what kind yeah, of but, they, but they're know. fine with people get, they're fine with people getting their heads chopped off they're fine with people getting throat slit with big old gashes with blood gushing out they're fine with people getting <laughs> impaled but God forbid you show, you know, a kid or a, a pussy well, or something. Talk, talk to Mr. Billy Pond here about distribution problems. you got to remember, he has someone who uh, spikes a turned them down in the middle yeah, of this trying film. To make me, uh, trying to make me cut stuff, I, I walked. I just – and then, you know, what's funny is I'm so glad I did at the end of the day. Uh, even some of the places that come after us are even out of business today and some of that kind of stuff. So what I did is contact every director I could. Anytime a company would contact me is I found a movie that I kind of knew of and found the director on Facebook and just shot him a message. And you'd be surprised, like, I'd probably say eight out of ten directors hit me back, you know, to say what they're, you know, because I, I don't see why not. You should be able to ask a, a reference on somebody. So, uh, yeah, well, the amount of negative feedback from distributors these days, it's like, my gosh. Yeah, no. Well, and I, I went with this, you know, I just I just kind of went with the same distributor that's a distributing party night because I felt mm-hmm. like it was just easier. You, you, you we got had a relationship with them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, good. So, knowing, but, knowing a distributor I, is good. <laughs> so. But I'm really leaning towards maybe with future projects. I don't know. I think I'm going to research um, uh, self-distribution a lot more than I have the last couple times mm-hmm. because I just – because I don't want to have that um, – I don't want to have those restrictions placed on me. I don't want to have to to, to worry about any of that. And also, I mean, they're taking they take such a large chunk of your freaking profits as well. So um, you do. It's it's a it's a nightmare, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. This has been the worst part about the movie making is the after part. Of. But at the end of the day, yeah. like I told somebody, like I said, I'm just gonna make the movies I want to make and make it exactly. as best I can, and let let everything else come out in the wash. Yeah, I agree. I and, agree. So it's... And so let's let's talk about the actual lineup of the films for a moment, uh, because this is a good segue into that. Because like, if you want to see films that are unedited, uncut, and a little edgy, 
your 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 comp your 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 uh, colleagues uh, your films that are being played with you are pretty awesome and I mean, we got the yes. the Fonzie parody um, Death Kiss which is a parody of the Death Proof movie uh, Death Wish movies uh-huh. right uh, and yes. uh, uh, it's going to be way better than the Bruce Willis movie probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, and and uh, Severn Films is not showing one, but three separate screenings, including uh, Shocking Dark on Friday. And on, on Sunday, they're do, they just <coughs> announced The Changeling from 1980. There's one other which screening. Isn't... I don't remember which one is it. The Saturday screening. Was, oh, yeah, the one I'm going to. I'm gonna, but I am going because I'm an Italian horror geek. Uh, Zombie 4 is playing. I've never seen it. So mm-hmm. I have to go see Zombie 4. Uh, and that's also playing on Saturday. Saturday's lineup is awesome when it comes to the movies. Yeah, uh, you got. It is. I'm gonna be screening the Song of Solomon. Uh, Unner, uh, Billy Pond has a relationship with Unearth Films. At least he used to. I'm sure we go and um, and I Steven Zero. What's up? Relationship with Steven. No, no, just a relationship. <laughs> so I mean, you, you and Steven Zero have great chemistry now. So maybe uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he, I'm should, not one to judge. <laughs> we need our own talk show. You I miss that guy. I haven't podcast. seen him in a while. Oh yeah, I know. It'd be nice to see. I um two days of the dead ago. I actually had bur- drank bourbon and watched the Super Bowl when the uh, Atlanta was playing. That was pretty awesome. Uh, so uh, his he's screening his third in the American Guinea <coughs> Pig series, uh, The Song of Solomon, at midnight on Saturday. So I will be there for that. Uh, but I've also heard really good things about uh, the Toy Box and Ouija House. Uh, does anybody mm-hmm. know about As God's Will or Tabloids? Because I don't know much about those two. Tabloids an older film, uh, but As God's Will, I don't know much about. Does either one of you know anything about that one? Nope. Both new to no, me. I haven't no. heard of those before. I don't. No, neither I, have I. I. Know, I don't. I don't. I don't know anything about that. I know that um, I met the producer of one of the producers of um, Ouija House, Toy Box, and Death Kiss. I met him. Last year at the Crimson Screen Festival, Crimson Horror Screen Festival, Horror Film Festival, that in South Carolina, he was really cool. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to go to support his films. But I haven't heard are anything the, about. Are those the same hmm? guys, boy, that did the um, Paul Bunyan Lumberjack films? Yeah. What is that yeah. guy? I think I know those guys. Actually, yeah, he is. Yeah, his name. Yeah, the guy that I met, his, his name is Jeff Jeff Miller, and he um. That's his it. Film yeah, we met one year. We were next yeah. to him one year. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's a super cool guy. His film last year at Crimson won best the best horror feature it was the Edward uh, Edgar Allan Poe's Lighthouse, um, which I was kind of bitter about because of the beat party night. But hey, whatever. But uh, <laughs> but no, he was he was a really cool guy. So I mean, he, he's you know he's out in L.A. So he has all these connections, and I know like the Toy Box has Tara Reid and uh, Misha Barton in it, and so it's going to be really cool to, to kind of see. So and it's. You know, getting it, that just makes it even more kind of cool that all that these films that are playing are, you know, and stirring right alongside them. So, again, it's it's kind of awesome. But I definitely am so looking forward to seeing Song of Solomon. That's the one that I'm – that's number one on my list because I've heard so many things about that movie being so brutal and people walking out during the middle of it. And uh, I, I really am kind of curious to see that film because I saw the I saw the oh, first one the guinea. Yeah, I I have but I have Bloods and Glory uh, Bloods and the first one I have the first one down 
now. I actually have it by my computer, and I'm going to watch it very soon before I go to Frightmares. I actually haven't seen it, but I saw the second one, which is the one with the uh, hospital, it's, uh, and, and it's Blood black shock. and white. Bloodshock. Yeah, yeah Blood I saw shock. Bloodshock at yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing this. So I'll Stephen Barrow signed my uh, copy of Blood and Guts, but I haven't uh, haven't actually watched it. Yet. I've been, I have, but it's, I will. I am going to watch that very very soon, probably tomorrow. It's, it's, actually, it's very, it's pretty brutal. It's it's pretty, pretty pretty brutal. It um yeah, it's it's pretty, it's hard to watch, but it's but I mean it's a remake of the you know the original one that came out in the 80s that people thought was a real snuff film. So it's. But it, this one is just updated and ups the the gore level. The gore looks more realistic and stuff. So it's it's pretty. I mean, it's basically you know seventy minutes of two girls getting tortured and slaughtered in the most horrific ways possible. So, but that's yeah, what which is always about. a good time. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right, so. but those are not. I mean, it's, there's really not a lot of plot to it. But it's hey, I mean, if you like that kind of stuff, it was it was. Interesting to watch. Well, I'll definitely at some point really soon I'm going to watch and catch up with it. <laughs> uh, but it, it's not just uh, about movies, though. I mean, there's horror shorts. There's two separate horror shorts screening. There's one called, which is a feature, but there's some Q&A called The Mothman at Point Pleasant, which sounds like Jersey. So that's an interesting thing. Um, but uh, horror shorts at 5 o'clock on Saturday. And, Billy, I believe that you are hosting the fake trailer showcase on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, that's my favorite thing is um, that actually come about with that thing that uh, Troy was at. I said, y'all should try to start making, you know, if you're worried about what you're going to do is try to make a fake trailer because that's what helped me the most is when I did Mr. Fister because that kind of, you know, started a whole, you know, revolution, but uh, doing those fake grindhouse trailers. But uh, I love it. I mean, there's like some in there. Uh, I just put it all together and I was actually uploading it to Frightmare as we speak. And uh, there's like Dildo of the Dead <laughs> in there, uh, Zombud, Uncle John's Brain Juice. It's like if you get a chance to go, it's fun because it's just a riot. It's just like, you know, 15, you know, trailers in a row, and they're all, you know, from, you know, filmmakers of all talent. So it's just a lot of fun. So uh, that sounds awesome. And the fake trailers, if you want to meet Billy and go see the fake trailers, which are always fun, that is actually 12 p.m., on Sunday. Fortunately, Billy, you, you have some super stiff competition in that hour. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Those little bastards on it. Sons of bitches. Yeah. You have the it panel opposite you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and that's actually one thing about Texas Frightmares is that it, it, you can go there and there's something for everybody. If you want to watch independent yeah, horror films, yeah. there's a great list. The panels, there's not a lot of panel panels, but there's good panels. And we'll talk, But there's also kick-ass guests and guest panels. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually really impressive panels this year. I mean, it goes guns a-blazing starting on Friday. I mean, first of all, I mean, who else do we want to start off our Texas Frightmares but a screening of Evil Bong 7-7 by Charlie Band? I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, wh- so what is this award you guys are presenting him? Do you know anything about this, either one of you? I don't know anything about it. Is it some kind of bong award? Yeah, they're giving him an award right before they screen the film. Mm. I have no idea why, but Charlie Band's going to be there. Uh, Charlie Band, I've met Charlie Band, so uh, and I'm kind of a fan of his. I I love the Empire area of Charlie Band movies. You go to my profile, see I cosplay as uh, uh, Herbert West a lot. 
<laughs> so, um, but uh, it, it, it's it's uh, so he's always a good time. Uh, I was actually at the road show where he introduced the monster bra to the world. So that was a very important moment in life. So, uh, yeah. uh, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much at this point. Uh, I, I told I had to make sure he knew though how much I loved Laser Blast even before Mystery Science Theater 3000 totally ripped on it. Uh, so I had to make sure he knew that. Uh, so uh, the be- the the men behind the mask precedes him, and that's the Jason Voorhees panel. So how many of the actual like Jasons are at this thing? And, and we're not even going to talk about photo ops because of course most of these groups have photo ops too uh yeah. I, I usually but but i'm not going to talk about photo ops or anything like that except for clive barker clive barker's not doing the panel he's the headliner he's the one of the reasons why i'm going i've met clive barker i'm in love with that man since i was like 20 <laughs> you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah but i'm glad to get to see him at least i hope so i'm trying to see who how many of the Jasons, do we get? Where are they? There's a lot of them. Do we? Most of them are yeah, okay. Six Jasons. Six Jasons. Stephen Dash, Ted White, Tom Moraga, CG Ground, Kane Hodder. We have a thing on this show called Where is Kane Hodder? And if you call in, yeah. sometimes I'll give you something for free if you know where Kane Hodder is that week. Uh, and then <laughs> Ken Kruzinger is also there. Uh, now, interesting. I actually own, as a present, someone gave me the 8 bit NECA Jason doll. Uh, and I have um, I have Stephen Dash, I have Tom Moraga, C.J. Grant, and Kane Hodder already. All I need is Ted White to complete my original list. The problem is, is I'm on right. Spirit Air. I won't be able to bring my doll with me. Oh no! You should send yeah. it down. Oh, oh no, not no, not my NECA, Jason. No way. I got the limited edition San Diego Comic Con one, dude. I am not okay. letting people. I can't let that thing out of my sight. <laughs> this is all those signatures on it now. Uh, but anyway, but so I'm not gonna get Ted White's signature, but I would look forward to it. But they also are doing a costume photo op. But honestly, here's my opinion. Okay, you guys can tell me I'm crazy about this. I think that it's kind of silly to do costume Jason group photos. Mm-hmm. I get why people like to do it, but honestly, if I'm going to take a photo with an actor, especially someone like Kane or C.J. Graham, I kind of want their yeah. faces in the shot. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, you on know. that. Yeah, I know. Well, they yeah. do one of these, so, put the mask on, put the mask off. <laughs> because, I mean, now, yeah, saying nobody... that, I did I did take the picture with Martin Cove and William Zaka as they were dressed as Cobra Kai. So, I, I, I based my rule, too. <laughs> I, yeah, but yeah, I've yeah. only, but I, I, I did Elvira in costume, but then again, that was like the last time she was coming to be appearing as Elvira. So I was like, I already spent a bunch of money on Cassandra Peterson, but I was like, oh, I gotta get the photo op. So, but I think that would be completely allowed because it's Elvira. So I'm yeah, a huge, people. like, massive fan of Elvira. Uh, so, but uh, we got like, it keeps going though. Uh, Friday night, I wanted one. More, there's two more things. One of the things I don't know about, but first one, first is the Dead Right Horror Trivia, and I'm so going to be there because, as you may have guessed, horror trivia is kind of my bag. <laughs> so, um, so I'm definitely going to attend the Dead Right Horror Trivia. But Billy, maybe you know about this. What is this Crystal Camp? What uh, Camp Crystal Lake Grand Opening? What what it says the tickets at the door only. Do we know what it is? Is that the party? The actual is that the VIP party? You think? 
so no, it's not the VIP party. It's something else because this is Friday. Oh, did we get another score? Yeah. Oh, we scored another goal. I get to take another shot, everyone. Woo! Three to three, we're tied. Yeah. I've got some oh, uh, Germix hand sanitizer. I'll take a shot, too. <laughs> I'm still at the office. <laughs> There's no booze here. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Um, All right. So, so okay, so there's some kind of party at, in the aviator's room. I don't even know where that is, but um, Camp Crystal Lake, grand reopening. Tickets available for cash at the door only. Uh, VIP holders get in for free, uh, but everyone else has to pay a separate admission. So I have some downtime, which I really don't on Friday. Like Friday, I'm kind of booked from 7 all the way to 1 in the morning. So I really don't have any downtime on Friday. And, uh, but I'll go maybe sneak in and see what that is. Because if you don't know, I'm now more curious. I don't know. Ever. Okay. I don't know. So we're all going to pretend like we're taking a nap on Friday. Because often I have panels on a Saturday when I'm doing these things. But I, you know, I got to get. I'm going to go to bed relatively good, at least for a horror convention, because my first panel is right at noon, and that is uh, the Chucky panel. Uh, Brad Dorf is going to be there. His Fiona Dorf is going to be there. And just added to the list is uh, Don Mancini, the director, which I don't yeah. know if you guys – I'm a huge fan of Don Mancini. Not as a director in the sense that, like, wow, he's a great director, but how he's been able to maintain – control of his own property and evolve Chucky over the years himself. Like he's really, there's not been many people like you have John Wu in there occasionally, you know, but not John Wu, you know, Ronnie Wu, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) but he's really had control over Chucky all his years and has been really, I actually think his rewatch, the last two Chucky films were pretty good. Yeah, no, they were, they were. Um, I I even like the new one. If you don't like it, you don't have to say anything. But I actually, but I, I'm looking forward to that panel because I actually like. First of all, even if you're not a fan of Chucky, it's Brad Dorf, and Brad Dorf is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings. I was a fan of his since he did. He did two episodes of Friday the Thirteenth, the series back in the day. I was a huge fan of that series, and he was on that. That's when I first knew about him. Uh, so That's, I'm looking yeah, forward always, to it. Is go ahead. I always. I always knew him from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and that was my one of my favorite movies. So, uh, yeah, I met him. I met him a couple of years ago at Frightmare Weekend, and instead of having him sign anything that was related to to horror, I had him sign my DVD copy of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, because he got a he got nice. an Oscar nomination for that movie. Yeah, so people don't realize he's an Oscar nominated actor, but because that was such a long time ago, he was, he was like, what, 22, I think, when he did that movie? Wow. He was so, how did you know he was in that? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and rest, rest in peace, Milos Forman, who just directed that yeah. movie. Um, yeah. He just passed. So, uh, okay, so right after Chucky, you could have a choice. Um, now, I actually did the Cenobite panel at Monster Mania, which if you haven't, if you want to learn about how hard it is, a Cenobite and when it comes to makeup and sex it's a pretty good thing because that's pretty much what they talk about they don't talk about their acting processes they talk about oh yeah I couldn't see and I kept bumping walls and you know things like that so it's an entertaining pa- and they all have cute British accents so go you know go to the Cenobite oh. panel Doug Bradley is always he is very very upstanding British gentleman uh, but I'm really excited about the next panel it's opposite in the Maverick room uh, Phil Fondacaro is is I whoa okay 
you guys might not know his name, but if you've seen Willow or Troll, I'm a huge fan. Like I said, going back to Charlie Band, the last great Empire film was Troll with Michael Moriarty, Phil Sandicaro, and Noah Hathaway. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, so I can't wait to go on that Q&A. You guys know who he is, right? I mean, I, I know Troll and Willow, yeah. Uh, he is I'm, I'm, one that I know that he's been. Lawyer. I haven't got to meet him, but he's done a lot of stuff too. And I'm a big fond of uh, small people. I think they should have more roles. Oh, and oh. he's awesome. He's he's fa- for a time he was as big as Peter Dinklage when it comes to like fantasy and horror. Yep, and, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dinklage, yeah, that time yeah. sure is. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that panel. I'm going to take a break, but the next two panels are good. You can go to KV Featherstone or Tommy Flanagan. There's also going to be a less, last house on the last panel. Rest in peace, David Hess. And, uh, and, oh, but yeah. I'm probably going to end up, even though I met her at Monster Mania also, I didn't get to go to her panel. I think I might go sit in the Adrian Barbo panel because I have worshipped Adrian Barbo. <laughs> For most of my young life, I mean, come on, she's done all the West Carpenter and John Cra- Carpenter, West Craven, John Carpenter movies in the eighties that you can think of, yeah. right? So you know, uh, so Adrian Barbeau, and she still is awesome as she always has been. And then, um, and for people that like Tobin Bell, Tobin Bell is like Kane Hodder. Usually, you can catch him at one of these things, uh, Saw panel, uh, Bloomhouse panel, and uh, let's see, and then that's and then there's Cedar Cowper on Saturday. That's it. Uh, Saturday is, 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 I mean, rest is movies. Like, I'm really looking yeah. forward to, like I said, the Zombie 4, Severn Films. Severn Films has a huge presence this year at Texas Night Bears. And so does Arrow, even though, and Arrow is actually produ- is one of the main sponsors of Texas Night Bears. So, whoo, Arrow. Arrow also has a panel. So, Bloomhouse has a panel. Arrow has a panel. I mean, every, all uh, Severn's hosting three films. So, Boutique label represent because we're all about boutique labels, especially on Sexy Witches. Uh, we're huge fans of all of them. I, I'm a huge fan also of Vinegar Syndrome, uh, which yeah. is um, very, very popular uh, up in Connecticut. So last but not least, guys, we got Sunday. And uh, Sunday is, like I said, the IT panel with the uh, Opposite the Fake Showcase. Um, we also, the podcast Shockwaves is going to be, and this is why I love about horror conventions, and they're smart. Horror conventions hire moderators, podcasters like myself to moderate panels because we're really good at handling multiple voices and we don't shut up. So uh, <laughs> we're very good at filling dead air. So Shockwave is going to have a huge podcast most of the day. I'm sure you can just drop in and drop out. But while that's going in, right in a row, starting at noon, going to 3 o'clock, you've got IT panel, Ron Perlman, who I've seen before, Go to Ron Perlman's panel. Oh my God, Ron Perlman is the is a great panelist. And then right after is Matthew Willard. So you can't go wrong. Last but not least is my boy Ethan Emery. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't know. Did you guys see? Which is another Texas film, The Devil's Candy. Uh, did you I guys love, see The Devil's Candy? Go ahead. I, I love The Devil's Candy. That was my favorite horror movie of last year. That was that was my number one ranked. You know, for the Frightmaker Awards, that was my number one ranked horror movie of last year. I love The Devil's Candy. I liked it more than uh, everything that, you know, anything that was not it. And I don't even know what ended up went. Get Out. I thought it was much better, a bunch better film than any of those films. So I love The Devil's Candy. The Devil's Candy was one of those films that I, I'm not a horror and uh, home invasion movies, even though I like Rampage films, which was kind of funny. So Circus of the Dead, more of my wheelhouse. 
The Strangers, not so much, if you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. That movie is is good, like really good, but it was so hard to sit through. I haven't been able to watch it again, and it's mostly after yeah. the twelve year old daughter. Her performance just chills me to the bone in that film. Uh, there, you know, there's, I'm a I'm a huge fan of killing kids in movies. I know that sounds terrible, but I figure <laughs> no, if me kill, too. If I'm you, with you. <laughs> no, kill a kid in a movie because if we kill a kid in a movie, then all bets are off. No one's safe, that's and right. that's why you kill kids in movies. Uh, matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why I think The Quiet Place works so well as a classic horror film and monster movie, because the first thing they do is whack a kid, <laughs> you know, all bets mm-hmm. are off, you don't know who's safe, and there's big-name stars that could go down, and that's good. Uh, so, you know, uh, and, you know, independent films got this, though. We got this. Ethan Embry and that, that but the girl in peril in that movie, she has that scream, like, I watch kids, and they're like, oh, we're in trouble, we're scared, we're scared. I'm like, ah, uh, this is fiction, you're not really scared. She hits this note when she screams that I think only parents must pick up on, because every time she hit that, I was like, oh, my God, i got to save my daughter. Where is she, where is she, where is she? <laughs> you know, I just started looking for my own daughter. Like, she's in trouble, she's in trouble. And my and I wasn't the only one. My friend Karen was like, I have a 12-year-old daughter who loves metal music. No, I can't watch this film anymore. We're just like, we loved it. But, you know, it is a tough movie. But I'm looking forward to hearing from Ethan Embry because it was also in cheap was it Cheap Thrills with Patrick Healy, which is a really fun movie, too. Yeah, Cheap Thrills, uh, yep, yep, so, yep, yep. Yeah, so... So great guests, uh, people that aren't doing panels, you got Billy Zane, right? They just announced him last, which, uh, once again, another of my celebrity crushes. Oh, my God, I love Billy Zane. I don't love all his movies, but I love Billy Zane. There's a lot of, like, some of my favorite, like, hot, sexy guys at this one. It's kind of surprising, Mm. actually. Um, But, you know, also great actors, too. I shouldn't be too... uh, Non PC, but you know, me too, actual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Misha Barton's going to be there. I told you, you know, Matthew Lillard, AJ Barbeau. Okay, okay, I've already said all these people. I'm trying to see if I. Oh, yeah, Shawnee Smith is going to be there. Oh, my God, she is such a delight. I can't wait to meet her. Uh, you know, who doesn't love Shawnee Smith, right? Uh, so yeah. I'm looking, and, and if you like wrestling, Diamond Dallas Page is going to be there. Uh, you know, it, it, it's going to be such a great time. Uh, is there anything either one of you are looking forward to seeing while you're there, if you have time? Because I know you guys are going to be too busy doing your, you know, got to sell my movie thing. But, you know, I'm sure you're going to, like, try to catch one or two signatures while you're there. Well, the, well, the, I've been watching the Robert Bronzy guy. And so Death Kiss, um, my only thing it did is they use CGI gunfire and blood and stuff and I'm really a stickler, but I'm gonna watch it and see anyway. But uh, and then I want I'm gonna catch the stirring. I'm gonna take my uh, what do you call it? AD. Uh, he's a big fan of that kind of sl- Christmas slasher stuff, so he probably doesn't even know about it. So I think I'm gonna tell him, hey, let's go there and watch this movie. So we're gonna try to oh. be there on midnight Friday. Absolutely. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, no, me. I, I'm you know the the person that I'm most interested that I'm most excited to to, to meet and, and everything is Adrian Barbeau, Actually, I mean. Nice. Uh, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for the '80s, seven late '70s, '80s screen queen, and um, she's one of my favorites. And I've never had the opportunity to meet her, so I'm super stoked to to uh, to get that opportunity. So she's of all of them, actually, she's she's probably my my number one. And then Ethan Embry, I love Ethan Embry, so that'll be cool too. What, what? 
what's your favorite um, uh, uh, Adrian Barbeau movie? Mine is Swamp Thing. Well, I would say, I mean, I like the song, but I, I feel like her performance in in Creepshow is iconic. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Annoyingly, the annoyingly, the annoying bitchy wife. That, uh, she's just so fucking annoying in that movie, but she's so good, you know, and she gets her come up in, so you got you got to love that. Yeah, I, 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 you'll love meeting her. She's really cool. And, and I also forgot to mention that Alex Vincent's going to be also on the IT panel. I met him last year, uh, this year at uh, at another horror convention. So uh, I had a command. But the one that person that I'm looking forward to meet, even though I got to hear him do a panel last year, didn't get to actually beat him. And he's not doing a panel this year, but I'm definitely going to his tail. Is director uh, Daryl Lynn Bozeman. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, I geek out on, on directors, obviously, um, but Daryl Lynn Bozeman's panel was fascinating, fascinating. One of the things he said is that Patrick, um, before Patrick Swayze died, he did the entire score to, uh, there's an entire recording of him doing Repo the Genetic Opera out there. We have to find that. He has oh, wow. to yeah. release that. He's got to release that. Uh, oh, but um, yeah, but that's why I actually I'm a huge fan of it. Is that Reba Genetic Opera is one of my favorite movies. But I mean, he also did Saw two and four, two four, which one of those films is really good. Uh, <laughs> Mother's Day, and of course mm-hmm. Tales of Halloween, which is my mascot mm-hmm. film. Uh, one of my mascot films this year for my contest. Uh, so I definitely want to like talk to him in person and 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 really listen to him about because directing musicals is actually really, really hard to direct a musical oh, on yeah. film. And yeah, and especially, that he's done now three. Especially when you especially when you cast Paris Hilton. <laughs> I I defend Paris Hilton's performance in that movie. She's completely fine in Repo the Genetic Opera. And no, she's she playing, is. You know, she's not Playing anything she can't handle, uh, you know. Yeah, no. Grave robber, <laughs> you know. But I don't know what you're uh, so, so that's it. I'm actually that's my preview. Uh, you can see where I'm going. I will be there on Friday. I land in the afternoon. I actually am not staying at the host hotel. I am staying. Where am I staying? I'm at the next door host hotel, right? The Hyatt Regency. Right. So I think I'm yeah. literally across okay. the street. <laughs> Um, so what I love about this convention is that you don't even have to go into Dallas. You just land in the airport and there you are, <laughs> you know, so you're yeah. just right there. Uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah, it's, it's at the Hyatt Regency, but I'm playing, I'm staying at the Hyatt Place, which is right across the street. Uh, so, uh, that's it. Oh, and thank you guys. Not only was this an awesome Texas preview episode, do you know that this was also my 70th episode of my show? Oh, wow. Um, that's awesome. Congratulations. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I was just as shocked as you are when I, I was like, whoa, 70 shows. I can't believe I've done this. Now, uh, we had our, we've done this now officially for four years. Who knew? Uh, so, uh, you know, and it, we keep getting better and better. And this year I've got a San Diego Comic-Con appearance. I never thought I'd get to go to San Diego Comic-Con, but here I go. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, so get to go to the Geek Mecca. So thank you guys for being on the show. Why don't you have uh, – let's start with Troy. Troy, after uh, you show Stirring at Days of the Dead I, – I mean, I'm sorry. Ooh, sorry, Texas Frightmares. Don't get mad at me. After Texas Frightmares, 
where are your next appearances? Because I know you're doing Crimson uh, Scream Horror Film, right, festival. Yeah, it's uh, next. the next screening of the next festival will be the Crimson Screen Horror Film Festival, which is in Charleston, South Carolina. That's uh, May 25th through the 27th, I believe. And then the very following weekend, uh, I'll be in Cleveland, uh, Ohio. It's screening at uh, the International Horror Hotel Film Festival there. So, um, yeah, so two, you know, so May is kind of a, a busy month for me. I'll be traveling all over. But, and hopefully, you know, it'll, you know, I'm, hopefully it'll be playing um, several more festivals as well. So, well, that'll be awesome. And uh, where can they find you on the interwebs if they want to look you or stirring or party night up? Uh, yeah, look me up. I'm on Facebook, Troy Escamilla, E-S-C-A-M-I-L-A. Um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, stirring um, Facebook as well is probably the, the, the page, the social media outlet that I use the most in terms of uh, posting things about the film. Um so the, there's a stirring Facebook page. There's a party night Facebook page. So all I have to do is search for stirring party night or myself, and um, they will uh, they'll definitely find me. They'll definitely find me there. I'm pretty active. Great. Uh, thank you. And once again, I want to say my condolences about your mother. I I should have said that sooner on the podcast. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. But you know, I have similar things happen to myself where. I will have one of the worst things happen to me at the same time as one of the best things. When my mother passed, for example, I found out I was pregnant two hours after I pulled the plug on her. Uh, oh. So, so I, I, you know, which is pretty severe, but, under, but you know, it's all about our babies. Yeah. And, 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 and so there's – go ahead. You know, it, it's tough to find that because, you know, I just, just – not to – but – but just to say this is that, you know, I, my, my mother passed away April 5th, and um, which my mom was my best friend, and people have to realize that my mom was probably my biggest champion and, 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 and supporter in terms of me following my dreams to make these movies. She saw Party Night, she loved it, she, she encouraged me to make Stirring. She never got to see Stirring, the, the final movie, which bothers me, but I, I know she'll, she'll see it, you know. But And it's really hard because you try to maintain this, you know, you, you still have to maintain the social media presence where you're promoting your film, and so much good things have happened with stirring since my mother passed. So I've been posting them, and and of course you get people that are just assholes that are like, oh well, you must not care about your mom because all you do is post about your movies. But I mean, you, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep doing what you're, you know. I mean, that's what my mom would want well, me to do. It- and, yeah, totally. Not to mention, if Facebook isn't the place for you to be grieving, even though oh, no, make no, sure no, you no. make sure I, you do. Uh, you know, yeah, cause I, do. I, I, I mean, one thing I get worried about when my friends have like something like what happened to you happen is that they're so busy that they forget to stop and remember that they have to cry sometimes for a few minutes. Oh, so no, make I, sure you give oh, yourself that time. Oh no, trust me, I have. I have my mom. Like I said, my mom was my best friend. And, you know, I, I used to text her almost daily and, and keep her up to date on things, so it's really hard. You know, I grab my phone sometimes and want to text her something. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I can't, you know. Um, so, well, but I don't – but, again, it's people that people that don't know don't know the whole thing, and they just see what you're putting out there on social media, and they're just full of assumptions about, well, he must but, not care about his mom because he's just – you know, 
But that's have, have you, you know, seen I, I what they say on social media? Do you even want to care what they say? No, you know what I'm I saying? Don't, I don't. Fuck I don't them. Fuck them. And I, you that's know, why I, I keep just plugging away. So keep fighting the good fight. And thank you for coming on. And oh, I'm I going to. It. Yeah, so I will see you in a, in a few days. And so Three, let me yeah, get back to Billy. Billy, Billy. So please tell yes. them where they can see you again. So tell them where your table is at the show. Uh, tell them uh, and where I they can contact you on the interweb. Don't contact me on the interweb. Just leave me the hell alone. Um, <laughs> but you can stop by my no, table. No, you, you want money. You need <laughs> people to mess with you. Stuff. But I don't. You know, I honestly, that's it's. If you can't be an indie filmmaker and want money, that's an impossibility because it's not going to happen. <laughs> if you're not making it because you love it, then. You're not going to make money and get rich. Uh, you know, I went in uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I met uh, B-Row at one of these conventions, and he was so negative. It was the first time I ever met him. It was snowing. It was in Chicago, and we're in this little outside <laughs> tent area where the snow like covered everything up, and there couldn't have been 12 people at this panel because, I mean, it was the weather was bad. There was like a blizzard going on, and uh, he was up there, and he was so negative, and I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, you know, I just finished Circus. You know, I haven't talked to one distributor yet or anything, and I was just so – I thought the whole world was, you know, just out in my hand ready to grab. And um, he went on there talking to people, said, you know, no, filmmaking sucks. It's da, da, da. And it's like he <laughs> turned out to be right on all that stuff. It's like now I'm the surly old guy too. <laughs> it's funny how that works. But, uh, but no, it's not about money yeah. for that. I would just want people to come by and say hi, give me a handshake or a hug. or You know, we always got some free posters. We got some Cowboys from Hell teaser posters. And Brad Potts in from, you know, L.A. and Parrish will be in. Uh, so come by and see them at least and get a free signature bomb, you know. We don't charge much for and, anything. I got some T-shirts. I got to charge a little bit on. And Billy has a big heart. So go say hi to him and go see um and, and support local your local boutique labels that will be at the convention and your vendors. And there's so we didn't even get into what the vendors floor is going to be like. It's it's actually kind of exciting because I keep getting repeat vendors because I go to a lot of the East Coast shows. So I get a whole new set of vendors to explore, and I can't wait to recap that. So thank now, you, Billy, uh, for being Corey, on the show. Corey was uh, go ahead. he was mentioning what he's going to do next. I'd like to say when I the weekend I come back from Frontmare, I'm going to go shoot yep. a uh, a little girl's dance recital because that's what indie <laughs> filmmakers do <laughs> to make yeah. A dance recital, and I take like three cameras and do a three, three camera shoot, and it looks awesome. And it's really funny because you know we sell a whole bunch of those, but these parents probably don't know. It's like, hey, this is the guy that come up with Mr. Fister in Circus of the Dead, but he shoots our kids' <laughs> dance recital. I don't think they you have should no clue. know that. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> the irony is just so crazy in the world. You know, it's how it works. Yeah. So yeah, and and help him support and support Cowboys from Hell because I'm sure when it comes out, it'll be fantastic. And oh, it's, uh, a good they it's a good script. It hadn't been done yet. It's just this is a uh, Evil Dead meets True Grit. This is just mean and nasty and brutal and just dirty. That works for me. I I love Western horror, so I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, and so thank you both. Uh, I'm go- we're going to go tonight. And before we hang up, I just want to remind people that on the uh, 11th and 12th of May, don't forget that Brian Keene, is ho- uh, the author, horror author, is hosting his second annual 24th hour, 24-hour 24 horror show telethon 
to raise $20,000 for the Scares That Cares charity here in D.C. Um, looking forward to that. And my next episode will be May 15th, another special episode, Eastern Standard Time, or Eastern Daylight Time. I, I always get those so confused, guys. And Central Time gets really even more confusing. Um, but the Son of Celluloid, Nathan Hamilton, will be on, and our Sexy Porn Witch should be back on that show as well. The whole Sexy Witch Coven will return on May 22nd for our spring recap show and birthday back for the Sexy Porn Witch, Erin Marie herself. And there will also be a recap. Get this, Unearthed Films is showing the uh, Serbian film in the theaters for the first time in L.A., so we'll also be recapping that screening on that show as well. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Troy. Thank you, Billy. Thank, thank you, you, listeners. Thank you, Texas Brighteners. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everybody. I, I'm so glad. And find this show, Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, on Stitcher, Blog Top, iTunes. And now, get this, we are out on Alexa. So if you have an Amazon Echo thing, you know, one of those things that's going to take over the world that you're allowing in your house. <laughs> but you can, listen, you can listen to our show first before the end of the world. So it's on Alexa yeah. now. So. So anyway, guys, good film hunting and blessed be. We're going for the night. That's it. And I'm going to leave you tonight because this is an all-Texas show with our boy, horror geek himself, the Pantera and Cowboys from Hell. So uh, thank you all. Uh, Was it Phil and Selmo and Dimebag? We love them. We miss them, uh, especially Dimebag. Uh, And uh, thank you once again, guys. And I'll see you in two weeks. Yeah.
Loud Sounds Productions, in association with the Sexy Witches Pre-Sons. Repo Nerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure, restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. A live, interactive experience, Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, with your host, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head honchress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. <laughs>